Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are getting ready for The Batman uh, coming out this coming week. And we are going to be reviewing the worst or, you know, uh, most fan favorite, fan favorite uh, Batman film, Batman and Robin. Uh, We've got a special guest with us this week, but we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. Hey, it's the number one Batman and Robin defender, Austin, here to tell Michael yeah. he's wrong. That's right. And I'm Michael. Straight from the live sale. Shout out to the live sale gang. Yes. Um, the reunion. I, I think I think this is just an angle to get me kicked off and then Kevin takes over. And then it just becomes the Power Ranger podcast. Oh, no. How long would I last? Oh, <laughs> I mean, not long. I don't know. You can you can fake it till you make it. And then you, and then you start buying the belts. And everything, it would just be, man. He's not going to get me. You become more of a Metal Heroes guy or an Ultraman guy instead. Yeah, yeah. Dylan definitely looks like more of a, an Ultraman fan. You know, he's a big he's a big uh, proponent of like guys in suits and monster suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that guy. Joel Schumacher is Ultraman. Oh my god. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, quick, quick uh, side derail. Just very shortly, um, when I was working at Sugarland back when Kevin used to work there and James from our spring location. Um, I was filling in and Kevin and James had both bought. I'm sure Austin will know what I'm talking about. Um, the, the belt from whatever Super Sentai show is where they turn into fruit. Like yeah, Kamen Rider Gaim. Thank you. Kamen Rider <laughs> Gaim. They bought the belt and the extenders for the fat kids because they're kids belts. Um, <laughs> but they're adults. Uh, and, they're, and they were pulling up all the videos, of the transformations of the guys turning into pineapples and pizzas and plums and dragon fruit, whatever trying to sell me on it and then james just had a real no kevin had a realization midway through he's like you know what I don't, I don't think he's gonna get into this it's like yeah man i'm this, this isn't it for me i'm sorry I mean, your belt's cool but uh anyway uh, so wearing a wrestling belt right yeah right as as i pull my uh 1997 gold eagle out the closet you know what's up um but anyway um let's before we get to batman we have to uh get to the news dylan what you got all right, so we got. I'm very excited about this. We got a new Morbius trailer, the final Morbius trailer. Final. I've been I've been yeah. clamoring for it, Dylan. Oh man, I know. I was like just thinking the other day, when are we going to get more Morbius? And here it is. It just popped up. Um, I, I oh. guess I'll start. This didn't do anything for me. Uh, okay, I it didn't for me either. I I I I can't tell though because like I so don't care about this movie, but. I think the trailer, I think this is the best trailer they've done. Yeah, I agree. It had the I, most action in it, which yeah, is, it was exciting. I guess something. If I had never seen any of the any of the other ones and I didn't know anything about Jared Leto, you know, maybe I'd be more excited about this. It was, this it was one a definitely fine oh, trailer. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say this one definitely made it seem more like I guess superhero-y, like, oh mm-hmm. yes, he's the hero for this city. Uh, but so, this dark curse. Right. That made me think, okay, so they said something in the trailer, and maybe y'all know more about this than I do, because I I definitely, the first time I've heard this, they said something, something, introducing a new Marvel legend. Um, is that like them soft rebooting something to not be in continuity? Like, is that what we're going to be calling? I think they're just hitting us over the head that it's Marvel. Okay. Like, See, I know. think that's more like Star Wars Legends, where they took the old books and they called them the Legends Timeline. 
which is all stuff that isn't in the main t- canon. And then since they're both Disney now, if they're, they have Marvel Legends and Star Wars Legends, to me, that sort of like fits branding wise. But I've, I'm just completely making that up. You know, like I. It could be Marvel Legends is what they call on Disney Plus those uh, like a little recap things too, you know? Oh. And then it's the toys and like Marvel Legends have been done. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're angling for something, but I think it's just like it's just they don't want to say hero or villain. So it's just right. like Marvel Legend. Those words that but, are easily sidestepped, you know, I, I guess, right. yeah, like, hey, no one, no, everyone said Lesbius, you know, so let's move on and forget about him. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can just, uh, yeah, we can, we can, uh, they can, they can make that retrofit that to be whatever they want, but trailer's fine. I don't know, whatever they did. I mean, I think this is the first we've seen Matt Smith, right? I know we know he's, we knew he was in it, but he was briefly in the last one too. Okay. Well, they really featured him in this one. Yeah. Uh, as a uh, someone that avoids that news for the most part, I was like, oh, that Doctor Who guy that some people like, I guess, is the bad guy. <laughs> now, is this the first Morbius trailer you've seen, Austin? No, I definitely remember seeing him when they were playing him in theaters, like, you know, in 2019 or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot we've been seeing these for two years now. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. Is this going to get you to go to the to the theater, Austin? Probably not. Um, if if I find a spoiler out that like Jared Leto dies in the first five minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll yeah, let's, let's oh, do it. Yeah, I'm in too. But not this like literally all the footage. But not like gimmick dies where like he dies and then gets resurrected as Morbius. Uh, yeah, like, no, no, like no, like dead. He's out of the movie. <laughs> Blade, of Blade's here now. Oh, I mean, uh, you know what? That that's what they'll do is like all these reshoots and all this time they probably stuck Blade in there or some some big secret like to get people into the theater some big like a uh, toby andrew reveal like oh my god they've got such and such in the movie i gotta go now yeah i guess blade would be a good addition that would, that well, i mean would it, thematically right seeds. yeah um i'm just excited to find out what universe this takes place in the marvel legends universe you heard it here first yeah the the snyderverse stop <laughs> That, that, uh, this is my hashtag Oscar cheer moment. Oh my gosh, we'll get to that. This does look <laughs> oh, very like okay. '90s, though. I don't know. It does um, in a bad way. Very thematic with the movie we're, we are reviewing, <laughs> but none of the fun. I feel no, like, you know. No, I yeah. completely agree. Um, we'll see. Watch it be amazing. I say that every time. But <laughs> I'm on. just preparing myself. Um, okay, speaking of weird Spider-Man movies, the Craven the Hunter movie is still still happening apparently. Uh-huh. Um and did, did either of y'all see Zola? That eight twenty four movie. I really I, wanted to see Zola, but I did not. That's so good. Is it what is about, it what about you, Austin? Austin? No, I didn't. I'm just imagining Arnim Zola or I mean close enough. It was that, yeah. It was, it was oh. a Marvel Marvel Legend Arnim Oh, Zola. this was about like that that Twitter uh thread yeah. about oh man, I actually wanted From to see stripper. this one. I yeah. just oh, didn't get around it's, to it. Oh, it's on everything. It's on Hulu, Amazon. Okay. Okay. So I have no excuse yeah. not to watch this at this point. Heck yeah. So it's a really good movie. Like Austin said, it's based on a Twitter thread. But um, I think it, it had an actress named uh, Taylor Page. I think it was her first movie, but I'm not sure. Uh, but now they're, uh, it's rumored that she'll be playing Calypso in, in Craven. Are either of y'all familiar with Calypso? Yeah. She's in a Spider-Man, like, number, like the McFarlane Spider-Man adjective list. Oh, okay. Because... Um, uh, wh- She's like playing the the drums of doom or whatever, right? Uh, Dude, that's 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 all you. Oh, I am not familiar with Calypso. This says she's a ruthless voodoo priestess. 
She's the one responsible for giving Craven his enhanced abilities. They become lovers, um, and I guess enemies as well, or something. I don't know. But Ooh, yeah, tell think, me more. Yeah, I think she revives Craven because Craven would have been dead. Because I want to say the McFarlane Spider-Man starts with like a blizzard because that's like who was available. <laughs> okay. You know, we're launching a new Spider-Man. Uh, definitely got to have a key villain, you know, the lizard. Of course. I'm only familiar with Calypso from the Heroclix piece, which um, is <laughs> a, a bit dated. Ooh. Yeah. It's a bit of a yikes piece. If you Google Heroclix Calypso, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, oh, um, yikes. Okay. Well, uh, where's the hype level for Craven the Hunter, the movie? Mine, <laughs> mine's at zero. I, I'm, I'm also mm. resting at a steady zero. Above Morbius. Okay. Below Madam, no, it's above Madam Web as well. But those are. I would know. agree with that. Yeah. Who's who's oh. cast as uh, Craven? Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's Quicksilver. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, this is a weird coming. pick for me. It, but yeah. pick ass man and and Godzilla dude. Yes. Yes. I don't. I'm just. I guess I'm most interested to see how they make Craven a hero because you know they're going to. Of course. I mean, or, um, or not, right? Like, I mean, if the Morbius thing works out as they see it working out um, with having a villain as the lead, why not continue that trend? I mean, but Morbius is a hero too in this movie. It looks like it does. It does. I don't know. They did it with Cruella. They can do it with Craven. Well, that's the biggest glow up though. Like, I don't think they're not going to be able to match that energy, Dylan. It turns out (laughs) lions killed his mother. I feel like Morbius has more anti-hero like in comics though, than Craven, who's like, a man yeah. who, unlike most Spider-Man villains, who are like, I, I'm robbing this bank. I hate Spider-Man because he stopped me from robbing the bank. He's like, I'm going to hunt and kill Spider-Man for sport. That's my deal. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to humanize that? They got to introduce some other level that is interesting to people. I don't know. Maybe he's not a big game hunter and they take they change that to be something else. Because like, like that's he, sort of like not he very kills palatable. all the tech bros that are like killing right. like the, the animals, you know. Oh, Okay. The NFTs. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, what we have a long way to go until this movie actually exists. Um, we'll I'm see. Sure I we'll, guess. It'll be we'll be uh, enduring it soon. We'll, before we'll we keep know you. It. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. Um. So all the I think as of today, right? All the Netflix Marvel shows left net Netflix. Yeah, March first. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess today's your last day. Well, as of this airing, it's well, over. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but uh, so they're in the wind, but they are going to be on Disney Plus overseas, including Canada, stuff like that, on uh, March 16th. People are still hoping it'll be on Disney Plus here. I still think it's going to be Hulu, but I'm not sure because in other territories um, in the world, um, Disney Plus has adult content. Right. Or, like, the only one it? who. Disney, like they have like they have another star, star, yeah, right, Disney right. star, but Disney um, star. we're the only ones burdened with Hulu. So <laughs> I, I, don't I had know. to use Do- Hulu to watch this Batman movie and I had such a problem with Hulu. I don't know why. Like I just like was the having... UI or just, yes. The... Well, so I was trying to watch it on my computer and multitask that shame on me, um, but it wouldn't play in the browser. <laughs> I tried three different browsers and it wouldn't let me play it. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm watching it on the TV. Interesting. Touch on that real quick. I was shocked that it wasn't on HBO Max. Me too. That's where I went first. And then I was like, yeah. okay, well, where is this movie? They, I think they had it. 
when they launched HBO Max, like how they had all the Harry Potter movies and then they promptly like got rid of them. It was weird. I, I would just assume that all DC movies would be on, you know. That would just make sense. I'm telling you, they did to get people in and they were like, psych. And then they took them off. It was weird. Like they had Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. Like, That's right. I remember I don't that. Know. They should, it should just all live there. It should be like Disney Plus, you know? Well, I agree. Hopefully. Hopefully, Disney Plus gets Daredevil and Luke Cage. Well, okay. So I hope they get these Netflix shows, but I think it would have implications on like Moon Knight and other things going forward, what they're willing to do, you know? Mm hmm. If they're willing to have these Netflix shows on there, then maybe they could be more, you know, experimental with other stuff. But who knows? I'm probably just reading into it. But I'm sure it'll go on Hulu here and and no one will see it. I mean, that's what happens. So, okay, moving on. The Batman. The reviews came out today. The embargo lifted at 11. I know. Today Um, is Evan. We're recording this on Monday, by the way. Because... A big bunch of people are seeing it on Tuesday. Fred, that what do they call it? The ultimate fan experience or something? Yeah, a bunch of people are seeing it tonight too. We did I a know. giveaway. We did a ticket giveaway, and there's like 200 Bedrock uh, customers who are going to it at uh, Marquee. Amazing. I'm excited to see what what they think of it. But um, I think it's got an 87%. Most critics are liking it. Um, yeah. I'm seeing like uh, from the reviewers I follow, they're as Mike would say, putting it over yes. really hard. Yes. Yes. Wrestling uh, parlance. Yeah. 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 That. Um, yeah. I'm trying not it, to get too hyped for it, though. I don't want to get huge expectations. Everyone's saying it's great, basically. Yeah. Film uh, so, Maven. Yeah. The best Batman movie ever. Okay. It's a revelation. Masterpiece. IGN gave it a 10 0 masterpiece uh, label. Okay. Okay. <laughs> IGN. (laughs) Do these okay? So do these early reviews like affect your anticipation of it at all, or no? Um, go ahead, Austin. I'd say no. Part of the reason why I don't really, I guess, watch trailers and stuff is like, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch these movies regardless. I I just need to know like day and date. Uh, I mean, pre-pandemic, you know, would be there pretty early on. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what i'm excited to see in this movie and i'm skeptical of i don't know certain like the riddler design and while, while the jim carrey riddler might not be my favorite this isn't really i think my favorite take either i say that is only seeing the trailers and kind of the general mm-hmm. aesthetic of it so i don't know i typically i'd put more um more stock in a review from like one of y'all instead of like right just the, the a person that you trust. blast. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not I would agree with that. Not some guy at the Chicago Sun Times <laughs> says, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I generally feel the same way, unless it's like overwhelmingly horrible that I'm like, that's a red flag for me, you know, if it's like in a single digit, I'm like, oh no, what happened? Dylan but, has Armand White reviewed it yet? I don't know. I'm sure he hated it. I'm sure. <laughs> He's that's our 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 favorite reviewer here on the podcast. He hates everything. He was the guy to ruin Get Out's one hundred. Uh, and just he's consistent. our barometer for whether or not a movie is bad because if he hates it, then it's probably good. It's it. He's just a contrarian. But I'll Pretty look out much. for it. I'll let you know, Michael. Yeah, thank you. Be on the lookout. Okay, so we got a first look at the incredibly diverse cast of Oppenheimer, Nolan's new movie. 
Um, what is that? About, are you being uh, facetious? Yeah, it's got like 30 white people in it, but oh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did Let's a, a graphic it. of all the faces, and it was just like, should you have done that? Should you have visualized it like that? But um, this one's about, you know, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the guy who invented or the atomic bomb Manhattan Project. Yes. I think it's going to be, it's, it's starring uh, Killian Murphy. I love Killian Murphy. And a bunch of other people. Hold on, hold on. Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Rami Malik, Benny Safdie, Josh Hartnett. Like, oh, he's back. Dane Josh, DeHaan. Josh Hartnett does move. Dane DeHaan. Yes, our favorite Dane DeHaan. Our favorite Pod- Green Goblin. Podcast legend. Jack Quaid. Uh, let's see if there's anyone else famous. Not really. So. Mm. Oh, and Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of people in this movie. Poro himself? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. Like, Nolan makes good movies on the on the whole. Um, Tenet was not a huge hit, um, but it was still pretty decent. I think I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen it since theaters though, so I, I don't really. Now, is this are you a Nolan, a are you Nolan fan, Austin? Um. I enjoy the the films of his that I've seen, but I, I know I'm, I'm pretty, I believe that the people that say, Oh, they're like smart movies for dumb people. <laughs> you you I, know, um, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, uh, particularly they aesthetic. Yeah, they do. You know, that, that really, you know, it, it, I get it. I understand the appeal. Um, and I, I like him well enough, but he's not like, he's not my fave five, you know, makes sense. Now is this, straight, straight, yeah. is this a straight adaptation or are they they're doing some some funky stuff in it? I assume it's gonna have some funky stuff, but I'm not. It has sure. to be. Like it has to be. It's but I think one. he really, really, really wants that Oscar. So it might just be a straight like biopic or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Biopics do very well, <laughs> and he's just like he's been on that cusp for a long time of getting, you know. Of getting and it. biopics can be no good and still get nominated, like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. Right. So that movie, knows? that movie blew me away with how bad it was. Bohemian Rhapsody. I was really looking forward to it too. Like the editing was just atrocious. Anyway, whatever. There's not the Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> review. That's editing. Um, okay. Just tight, tighten it up a little bit. Okay, so I think uh, moving away from the Oscars, the SAG Awards were last night. Michael yes. pissed me off about it. Um, I think. This time, a lot of the good ones were uh, awarded, you know, yes. the right ones. Would you agree with that, Michael? I would. And I think this le- lends some uh, some hope that, uh, you know, the Oscars might do the right thing and give Coda best picture. It was not going to happen, but they might. Coda did very well at the SAG Awards. I went and saw Coda at the theater on, <gasps> on Saturday, that free screening. Nice. It was how, very good. How Again. attended? How well attended was it? It was packed. There were, all the seats were taken. That's awesome. I mean, it was Cinemark, so there were like 15 seats, but, well, yeah. but still, you know. Um, just, you know, for people who don't know, SAG Awards are Screen Actors Guild Awards, so it's just actors voting for actors. It's not like critics voting for, right. for people. So it's a different, a different sampling and different results. Like, you're not going to get... There's sometimes not a lot of correlation between this and the Oscars. I think this... And they're just voting on actors too. They're not voting on editing and score and stuff like that. So it's very um, patting each other on the back. But that's true. <laughs> I don't know. The Squid Game won big. Coda won big. 
Um, Will Smith won Best Actor. Ariana DeBose won Best uh, Female in Supporting Role. She's from West Side Story. So there was a lot of diversity, which we might not see at the Oscars, you know, but... True. Best Action Performance by a Stunt Ensemble. Do you know who won? Uh, mm, no. All right, so I'll give you the nominees and y'all tell me who you think should win. Okay. Shang-Chi, Matrix Resurrections, Dune, Black Widow, and No Time to Die. Um, who, who, who had the best stunt ensemble of those, do you think? It was probably No Time to Die, honestly. Because there's awesome. so many people. Um, I mean, it's so best action, not necessarily best movie in that category. It's best action performance by a stunt ensemble. So yeah, it's just strictly best action. Okay. Um, well, No Time to Die is the one movie in there I haven't seen. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought The Matrix Resurrections was pretty cool. Uh, Dune didn't have enough action, I think, for it. Unless I agree. Like, yeah, definitely. There's like, you know what? Uh, we love Duncan Idaho. We give all awards to Duncan Idaho. Right. Um, the, okay, so what, it was No Time to Die. But what about the car crash scene in Dune, Dylan? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the car chases were so fun. They were yeah. lit. I thought Shang-Chi should have won. Uh, I could see Matrix too. I could see an argument for Matrix. I could see an argument for Black Widow. But no, Shang-Chi really makes a lot of sense. I don't really see No Time to Die. There oh, weren't that many. Me, I mean, I picked it because it's a bunch. It's it's James Bond. It's the final Daniel Craig movie. And yeah. like you said, it's very um, self-congratulatory, the SAG Awards. So like, right. you know, they value the send-off and the, the whatever, the feel-goods of that, I think. I think well, yeah, right. I, I I think Shang-Chi definitely could have taken it, but knowing what I know about you gotta value you know. quantity too. There's more stunts in Matrix and Shang-Chi. That's true. And Black Widow, you know? I don't know. Anyway, um, the last one is another Oscars thing. Uh hashtag Oscars cheer moment. Oh, which Lord. is not the fan favorite award. It's a different thing that they're doing. Um, it's another Twitter poll where I guess they're going to have a cheer moment during the Oscars for whatever movie wins this poll. And the nominees are Avengers Endgame, which came out in 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh-huh. And Spider-Man No Way Home. So, okay. So what is the result? I, I can tell you what why they're doing this. Because Snyder because Cinderella won. is oh. winning fan favorite because everyone's <laughs> joke everyone didn't take it seriously, which I fully support. I, um, I, I agree. It should have been malignant though. So now they're like, we cannot leave the people up, like we can't give them the power to choose the nominees. So here are the three big ones that we know: Justice League, Spider-Man, and Avengers Endgame. A two-year-old movie. Do they know movie. the endgame came out? Yeah, I'm very confused by that. I don't know. No, they don't. Why but is that so, in there? So, so what the Oscar cheer moment is it going to be <sighs> like they're going to pull somebody that someone's going to come out and be like, and let's cheer for this scene from No Way Home? And we or they'll go, like bring Robert Downey Jr. out or something and be like, woo. So it's um, like when the audience cheered the most. Is that what they're trying to? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, I think like I you're at a game and they like bring up the like, this section should the highlights. Louder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that like, what that is? Maybe no, I read no, it no, wrong. No. That'd be amazing. Like if they if they play three clips back to back, it's like oh, oh I think I think the third one's winning. Like when you're putting the hand yeah, yeah. over the yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that would be amazing. No no I way. Was, That'd be great. I think I misinterpreted that. I thought it was going to be like a moment where they cheer for it during the broadcast. Like 
I think that's give a, very give a hand for Avengers, you know, like that's it. <laughs> They'll have a pre-recorded like laugh track style cheer. Yes. It sounds really fake. Like when Goldberg comes out. Will this be gimmicked, you think? Yes, it yes. Um, well, okay, it'll they'll definitely juice the sound effects. If if there's supposed to be uh an in audience like a reaction, yes, it will be gimmicked, juiced, akin to Bill Goldberg. I, mean, I think if you want a cheer, you're gonna have to bring out Robert Downey Jr. makes a lot of the sense. Movie. Yeah, because it was his last one, you know. And why is it nominated? Okay, whatever. This is so dumb. It's not nominated. They're gonna they it will maybe get cheered for for a second. So weird. Anyway, that's all the news I got today. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, um, before we get to my news, let's hear about this uh this live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and uh, we're going to get into my news. And you know what? We've got a fellow uh, wrestling fan here, so I actually have someone to uh, relate to some of the wrestling news here. Dylan Dylan does his best and can, you know, I, I only try to do wrestling stories that lot. I can... I can I, I only try to do wrestling stories that like I can like relate to Dylan to a non wrestling fan that I might find interesting. But uh, so otherwise, here we go. These are the two that wouldn't make the Dylan filter normally. <laughs> so um, WWE has announced a new segment this week for Monday Night Raw. Um, this ties into a story that we did last week or two weeks ago about Cody Rhodes leading, leaving AEW and they've been. WWE teased it with a big segment last week where Edge sat down in the middle of the ring. Austin, did you see any of this? I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. No, I, no, watch I think WWE. I think my dad had it on and I was just kind of like, I saw Edge come out and I was like, all right, Edge looks rough now. Yeah, he does. But he was coming out and he was talking about how he needs a, an opponent for WrestleMania, you know. Um, and he said uh, he he dropped some hints that implied Cody Rhodes. Rhodes, excuse me. Um and um, amongst other people, he said phenomenal. So obviously AJ Styles, right? Um, however, everyone is assuming this is going to be a Cody thing. Um, so they've announced that this week, Edge is going to come back to the middle of the ring to find his WrestleMania opponent. Oh. So the question okay. is, is it is it Cody? Do you, Austin, I haven't talked to you about this at all. Um, do you, th- what do you, how, what do you feel about this? You think, you think Cody is like really going over to Stanford. So part of me says no. And for the same reasons you kind of brought up uh, last week, I believe Michael of like, he left, he was like unhappy. He wanted to, you know, kind of have more control. Um, So that said, I don't know. I also didn't think that like CM Punk would ever go back to work for Vince. And he went and, you know, did commentary or whatever those actor shows for a bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, a paycheck's there, a paycheck's there. And then I guess Cody has a lot more leverage now or True. at least perceived leverage. So maybe that's allowed him to, if he does go back, 
be in control more than you know he was when he was broken wearing you know putting paper bags on people's heads and which was a solid gimmick to be quite honest i mean yeah back in the stardust days um i i never really watched at that time um but yeah we touched on it last week i really don't know what to expect we are recording raw is on right now so it's number one trending on twitter is it um it's monday night and there's no football on so oh yeah what, what else you got um, they announced so, uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. 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 Yeah, okay. that's oh, a big deal, I mean, right? That's a shock. Shock of a main event. <laughs> Next thing you I tell hope, me, they're going to do Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I hope uh, Edge's uh, challenger Who's, opponent mm-hmm. is Logan Paul. Oh my god, um, I'd love that. Um, this is not uh, this is not my news list, but uh, Dylan, did you see the other big wrestling WrestleMania big uh, match announcement that, that came up? Oh yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Did you see it? Uh-huh. What's <laughs> uh huh. What's his name versus the other guy? Pat McAfee uh, yes. against Vince McMahon. McMahon, yeah. I'm the seventy six year old head of the company. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's kind of that, cool. that weird that, podcaster that they have on. Like, I don't understand. Old... I yeah, I don't really know who he is. Is he like an MMA guy or is he like? I feel like he's a, a Joe Rogan light. Oh, that's unfortunate. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, but so McMahon isn't actually wrestling, right? There's no way that's actually going to happen. I mean, you know, that guy's got good steroids. Uh, fair he's, enough. You know, juicing up. I mean, mo- more likely than not. So, um, people who are listening to this, you know, whether or not Cody Rhodes uh, <laughs> debuted on Raw. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say he didn't. Because this is going to tie into my next wrestling story here. Um, so if you are familiar with AEW and Tony Khan, the owner and CEO, I don't know what the title is, whatever, head dude. Um, money Mark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> big, big time money Mark. Turning his E-Fed into a real Fed. Hey, man, that's the dream. Don't uh, hey. sound like you wouldn't do it. <laughs> he's he's the money Mark that's using his power for good. I, right. I, I appreciate it. And so Tony Khan does have a history of saying he's going to make a huge announcement or there's everything that they're going to do is huge. You know, like we got a huge debut this week, huge, big name. You know, you do this all the time, Michael, like no one, no one. Well, the announcements announces announcements like wrestling. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Well, honestly, just, just AEW, they do it a lot. Um, And sometimes it's hit and miss, you know, like CM Punk was enormous. Um, that's, that is the, the, that's the biggest thing you could have done in the past 10 years. I think, uh, yeah. I'm the, equating it to Marvel saying every event is like changing the industry, you know, right. is it like that? Um, kind well, of shattering a bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. N- nothing will be the same again. Um, right. but you know, for every CM Punk, they have Christian, which I like Christian, but Austin, you can relate. Like I'm a, I like Christian. I assume you like Christian too. Yeah, I, the, I like Christian more than Edge, but I didn't that, need him in AEW. And I also, well, that's he can be there, but I don't need that as a giant announcement. Like, guess sure. who? Some big debuts coming this week. But um, but Keith Lee was pretty big. But anyway, anyway, so Tony Khan has announced uh, that there's going to be a huge announcement on Dynamite this week. However, it is specifically not a signing. Um, he said it is quote um what what is the quote here, um. The direct quote is um, during a busted open appearance on Friday, uh, Tony Khan spoke about the news and said he was confident he'd be able to deliver the to news, uh, the news uh, on Wednesday. He said it is not a talent signing, but it's something special and important for the wrestling business. He also okay. used words like a big business deal 
quote unquote, massive, quote unquote, big and important, quote unquote, a little bit different than anything we've done before. So there's, there's a couple of prevailing theories here. Uh, I don't know, Austin, have you heard any of these? Uh, do you know? You know, I honestly haven't. Uh, okay. I really haven't. I'll tell you my initial thoughts would have been uh, AEW New Japan Supercard. Because uh, okay. New, New Japan has got a show coming up in New York in a couple of months, and they've already announced Mox is there. I think Beretta is going to be there. You know, so, some AEW people are going to be there. So it's yeah. just not officially announced an AEW show, but, you know, it could very well become one. Um, so that is one option. The other option is that they're going to announce a some sort of a streaming service. Um, probably if they did that, it would be in HBO Max is what people are assuming because um, they're owned by Warner. Yeah. Okay. That, that could make sense. That'd be cool. The, the third one would be that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, which I first I kind of scoffed at. I was like, well, maybe they did just What's close Ring down. Ring of Honor, um, you you might remember I covered it back in December. They released all their wrestlers and closed in oh, December. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the big independent wrestling like company in America from like the early two thousands until uh, AEW know. started. <laughs> yeah, honestly. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, and AEW sort of like sucked all the vacuum out of them. They still had good people over there, but like all the momentum that they had got, that they had was mm-hmm. just completely gone. Because yeah. AEW had good TV, they had you know they had names, existing names, not like yeah. young guys at their home growing. They had like they had those too, but then they also had Chris Jericho, and you know big names. Whereas it was uh, perpetually on the cusp of like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna break over into the mainstream and just their Sinclair mm-hmm. deal or you know whatever kept up. Right, and like almost not not even I mean this isn't related related to Dylan in any way but like 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 ECW but never like hit that ECW level like like ECW in the beginning of the beyond the mat documentary you know like they're gonna get that first pay-per-view they're gonna get a deal they're gonna get famous but um anyway so there's a there's a there's a a big prevailing theory that Tony Khan bought them um and that is having to do with why they shuttered um in uh December and they've planned to reopen in April, but with very few details with other than they're doing a super card, but half of the people, half of the main people that worked for ring of honor are now signed to AEW. Um, and new Japan's big show is also in April. New Japan has done a ring of honor super card in the past. So that sort of all blends in. And plus then he'd get a huge tape library if you bought it. Um, now the third really wacky thing that Dave Meltzer was talking about Austin is that, what if Cody Rhodes bought Ring of Honor? <laughs> and I know because rest, wrestling fans can't stop thinking anything's a work. Uh, um, I'm always getting worked. Uh, but the Tony, that the Cody Rhodes bought Ring of Honor, and that uh, you know they're gonna do some sort of a uh, interpromotional thing. It's like I wanted to be in charge. I'm my own booker. Blah 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 blah. Dusty, dusty, dusty. I don't know. If I had to guess, if I had to pick one. Um, okay. So other theories, I'm sorry, are also inter- an international tour or hosting a pay per view abroad, AEW comic book because Warner owns DC. Um, <laughs> huge announcement, yeah, that, that wouldn't be huge. Like, but I think, I think something related to Ring of Honor makes a lot of sense, not with Cody Rhodes, though. Well, you know I, what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Cody Rhodes' fault. Why not? This I stupid. just assumed that they were going to like, like 
subsume all the Ring of Honor stuff anyways to begin with. Right. Like I I just assumed that was going to happen at some point because I mean, well, you know, those folks will either go back to kind of their smaller regional things or just not. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Tony Khan will be like, yeah, the the workers have unionized now. You know, that, that'd be neat. I w- you know what? That would be huge, honestly. I like I don't is that a TV announcement though? I mean, he's like Jesse Ventura was right. The union is the right thing to do, and uh we're gonna take care of the boys. I mean, you know what? That people would like it. I mean that I mean, that's not it, but no, I, <laughs> but you know what? Like, yeah, I, no, I don't I don't know. I I I'm I'm gonna say it's Ring of Honor related. It'll probably be a streaming service though. Why do you think they've been doing two YouTube shows at two hours each a week for they've, they've acquired the distribution rights for uh, PWG that, you know, that, oh, that'd be pretty man. huge. man, that would be insane. Like Dylan PWG, a pro wrestling gorilla um, out of what Los Angeles or is it uh, Reseda, California, Reseda. So they are the most punk rock in of ideology. Uh, sort of wrestling outfit they okay they don't have tv on purpose um mm. you can't watch their stuff unless you're there uh or you buy the pay-per-view right austin and that or and the, the, they, they it was dvds see. oh yeah they, the they didn't DVDs. do uh pay-per-views because that's right they don't it was do basically they were doing super cards all the time or they started doing super cards so it was like well this person has a tv deal so we can't like air them but we can have them on dvd uh. Right. And the DVDs would come out like six to eight months later. So it's like completely <laughs> so underground, but decidedly so. But it's one of those things where they could have gotten huge had they or gotten bigger. But then would they have had the same level of cult status and would they have lost what they have closed at some point? Because that's what happens with the indies. Is they get bigger, they get bigger, they get bigger, and then they fold. Yeah. Because no sense. one knows how to run the business. Right. Oh. So that that would be huge. I'd love that. If they did something with PWG, um, but I would, I imagine you wouldn't like that. I mean, I'd be, you know, Excalibur's already there. I That's mean, true. So many PWG like staples are there. Uh, Rick Knox is there. I, I mean, he said it wasn't a signing, so it's not going to be Super Dragon coming out. But that would <laughs> that would rule. Um, I don't know. It'd just be neat to get that stuff that kind of is like so influenced AEW um, into in into it. more people's hands. I agree. That'd be cool. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see this Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tune into the Dynamite this week for what will most assuredly be a huge world changing announcement. Um, I, I drive home from the live <laughs> sale and watch AEW. That's right. Um, don't tell Austin in the chat. No spoilers, <laughs> please. Uh, um, we have a couple more news pieces, then we are uh, wrapped up here. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall uh, of Daredevil fame, Karen, Karen, um, Ron's not favorite. Ron hated her, right? For no real real good reason. I think so. I like Karen. Okay. I did too. Um, but anyway, she's a big D&D player. I don't know if you knew that, Dylan. I did. Um, yeah. Okay, but she she's has on a new... like a bunch of shows mm-hmm. and stuff, right? She is. Yeah. Well, she has her new she has a new one that she is starting and hosting herself. Um it is called Children of Arete. Um it's going to be on Twitch on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. starting March 8th. Um, I don't know much else about it other than, other than she's hosting it. Uh, and that's cool. So I love that D and D is getting all this, uh, mainstream acceptance and traction 
and hopefully it shifts people to other games too. Um, but anyway, moving on to a little bit of TV news here. Two, I have a, two small pieces of news here. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Twisted Metal is getting a TV series officially. This has been <laughs> talked about for years, but is now landed at Peacock starring Anthony Mackey. Uh, okay. Uh, you want you want the pitch, Dylan? It sounds like a randomly generated sentence. Um, yeah. Get, what's up? Get get ready. All right. Um. Uh, first of all, it is described um as a half hour action comedy. Um. John Mackey will. I'm sorry. Anthony Mackey will play John Doe, a smartass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. With no memory of his past, John gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding a finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers on the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Yep. Okay. This, I never thought I would see the day that we're going to get a live-action twisted metal show. That is, that is too much. Um, Dylan, what are you sending me here? Look at look at baby Dylan and Deborah Ann Wall. Oh my God! Look at you. Wow. I know. I didn't even recognize you. This was Comic Con when you could meet people. Oh yeah, well <laughs> back bad. in the day. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So, so John Doe is not the guy that's between two wheels. No, that's right? Axel. That's Axel. John Doe <laughs> is a new character, I believe. Oh, he's the he's the Cole from uh, Mortal Kombat. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's like, okay. Peacock can't afford this. I don't understand what this is going to be. Bad villain like, is what it's going to be. I feel like they could have done this without like the Twisted Metal license. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. It's just cars that explode. It should have been a Mad Max spinoff. That that's too with expensive. That, no, that guitar dude. <laughs> yeah, with the guitar dude. No, if. The, they they if twisted metal is too expensive, they can't afford Mad Max. Twisted metal is diet, <laughs> yeah. diet, diet, Mad Max. And then uh Carmageddon will be coming to Tubi or something, right? Oh, buddy, let's go. <laughs> Tubi is my favorite. Uh this article says Twisted Metal is PlayStation's most beloved franchise. I mean, variety wouldn't lie, Dylan. You're right. If if I can make a suggestion, if y'all end up doing a twisted metal thing at any point, uh Juan is the number one Twisted Metal fan I know because I didn't think I any Twisted Metal fans really existed. And then Juan okay. was telling me, no, no, Twisted Metal rules. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like the know. games a lot. I mean, they're kind of all one note to me, but you know, maybe I'll, yeah. I'll talk to Juan about it. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, Scream 5 or Scream 2022 has got a digital release date uh, yesterday, March 1st. <laughs> It's out. It's out. Well, tomorrow as of the recording, yesterday as of the release. So that's very exciting. If you that's I love that we're living in the world where these movies get to come out super quick. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so go check that out. Uh go listen to our review a, a month or two ago, whenever that was, about a month ago. Um, we we all like Scream Five. Um, but we did get a trailer for a new movie uh called Sissy. So I wanna this is interesting to me. So this is another movie in the sort of trend of uh, satirizing or being influenced by, you know, Gen Z culture, right? Like, uh, what was that movie with Zoe Kravitz? Wasn't that wasn't wasn't Zoe Kravitz? Was it the the Amazon like the Amazon Alexa movie knockoff Kimmy? 
I don't remember that one. You, w- w- Alexa, stop. Oh, this is way out here. Just like, <laughs> oh no, look what you did. Comedy, peak comedy. Um, we, we watched a trailer for it like a month or two ago. Yeah, it's 2022, directed by Steven Soderbergh, um, where the lady is like a shut in or whatever. She has like a agoraphobia, but she has the Echo Dot equivalent and she has to go and solve crimes or something. Um, with starring, yeah, starring Zoe Kravitz. But anyway, there's been a bunch of these movies lately. So this is a movie oh, called that one. The mm-hmm, she's got blue hair movie mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, this movie is about an influencer, a mental health advocate influencer who goes on a sort of retreat. This movie's debuting at South by Southwest, by the way. Um, and some stuff is revealed about her that, uh, well, what is it? I guess it tells you here. Um, let's see. Uh, this is not written for uh, a, a proper description. So it's about uh, some friends that get together for like a, like a, like a bridal shower thing. Um, it's an Australian movie. So they call it a hen night. Um, but um, mm. and then they discover that uh, that her former bully is there and brings up some, uh, some, uh, painful memories that uh, might drive her to kill. It seems, I don't know. This is a very <laughs> odd trailer. I don't know. What did you think about this? I thought the trailer looked really good. I really like this actress, Aisha D. She's in the bold type. The show I watched. Um, and I mean, Australia makes good horror movies. I, I agree. So I actually did think it looked good. That's the weird thing. Um, it's like, this one is not a movie that on paper I would have been into, but the trailer I thought looked pretty good. I'm always down for like a uh, modern, uh, you know, influencer commentary. I think you showed me a trailer before we talked about it where it was like influence, influencers reviewing an Airbnb and then they get attacked by the hosts or something like that. So, it's called Superhost. Yeah, it was a Shutter movie. Yeah, it, this reminds me of that, but this looks better. Um, so this is distributed by a company called Arcadia, um, which is an Australian based company. And they have done, um, they, they did it in fabric uh, initially. Okay. Um, I think A24 ended up picking it up. Um, I think, I forget, Neon, somebody picked it up later, but they had the initial Australian distribution. Um, they also did a really, really good movie that just came out in, on Vinegar Syndrome uh, last month called The Scary of 61st, which is fantastic. So I think this is sort of like Arcadia is going to be like the, if if neon is the diet A24, this is the diet neon. I think this is like the underground neon that you can be you can be an early super sand, you know, and get in on the ground floor. Um I don't know. It it also did I feel like it's in danger. A lot of these movies are in danger of being like old dude writes about, you know, young girls who are into things that they like true and calls them vapid and materialistic and you know like the the poster says hashtag triggered i'm like i don't (laughs) know i'm scared i'm scared that the movie's gonna be that you know like really out of touch but i i hope i'm wrong so the direct yeah go ahead that was one thing i i didn't know i don't know it's hard to tell tone in trailers sometimes um because you know you're trying to sell the movie i guess Mm -hmm. and that might not match up the, the flick itself so i didn't know all right am i Am I on her side? Am I against her? I guess that's probably the whole point of the movie, right? Right. But I mean, like, I feel like it's it going to end up being against her. It is a like... self-described satire. Okay. Okay. That's that's helpful. So, okay. 
Um, and it is directed by a woman who has never directed a, a feature film before. That's promising. Um, a, a woman named Hannah Barlow. She's directed some okay. shorts. Other than that, um, she graduated from the National Institute of Dramatic, of Dramatic Arts in 2013. So there you go. Um, and she's done some shorts that I'm, none of us have ever heard of, I'm certain. Okay. Well, I'll definitely check this out, though. Yeah, I think I think the trailer looks pretty good um, for this type of thing. And I'll make this subtle. The, the, the second shadow recommendation of go look at the trailer for a movie called The Scary of 61st. It is fantastic. Um, came out this year. Very, very good. Like um, uh, a modern eyes wide shut, uh, but weirder. Um, but anyway. Um, that's all I've got. So, um, let's hear about all of our tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of March. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. to around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play. You can join us this month on March 4th and March 18th. We are bringing back in-person Beginners RPG Day on March 26th. This month, we are playing Spirit of 77, the 1970s pop culture RPG that turns up the volume and never slows down. Kung Fu tough guys, good old boy truckers, starry-eyed rockers, hard-boiled sleuths, all jam-packed into one funky, easy-to-learn game system that's powered by the apocalypse. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets will all be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, call the Clear Lake location. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. This month on March 12th at the Katy location, we'll be hosting the WizKids Chimera Paint Night. The following Saturday the 19th at Clear Lake, we will be painting the Ice Troll. For only $20, you'll get one miniature, 12 paints, two brushes, a water pot, and a palette. Come down and try to follow the given instructions or forge your own path. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. And before we get to our review, we want to make sure we give you our pick of the week. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm picking Moon Knight number nine. Um, and uh, I want to say Jed McKay, the writer of this, was just on a podcast recently, and he gave a shout out to Moon Knight Core, which is the number one uh, Moon Knight meme page. So, you hey. know, if, you, if you've ever seen the meme of, hey, Dracula, you big nerd, give me the money, or yeah. I'm censoring it. That's for that's for Moon Knight Core. And ah, although, if, you're, if you are a Bedrock City employee and you see all the not safe for work Moon Knight memes that I share, that's where I get them from. <laughs> Makes sense. The source. Yes. The sauce. Dylan, what okay, about you? My, my pickle is one that I haven't read and don't know much about, but it's a uh, strange number one. It looks good. Um, the reason I don't say I, I say I don't know much about it is I didn't read Doc, uh, Death of Doctor Strange. Is that any good, Austin? It was Did good. Read it? Yeah, I. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, I guess he dies in that, and Clea <laughs> is the new, the new sorceress supreme. It says in the description. Um, I guess that's why it's just called Strange. Is she married to him? Why is she it was she was married to Strange? Um, that's also a Jed McKay book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, and she's trying to bring him back from the dead in this book, but 
she has other duties, it says, but I don't know. I don't know much about Clea, so I'm excited to learn more about her before before the movie that she might be in. And there's some great covers too. You got Art Term, J. Scott Campbell. Uh, and the artist is Bjorn Barons, who I'm not I'm not familiar with. I clicked on their titles and it just said Doctor Strange number two. So I'm like, okay, cool, new artist. But yeah, that's my pick. Awesome. It cool. does look good. Uh, it has a bunch of covers too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my pick of the week will be a trade paperback uh, coming out, uh, collecting. Well, it'll be Frontiersman, uh, collecting one through five, which is a image comic um, by Patrick Kinlan and Marco Ferrari. I had liked their previous work, um, Patience, Conviction, Revenge. Uh, this one though is about like an old kind of like Bronze Age superhero that was really like environmentally uh, forward in in his causes and kind of being brought back out of retirement to help some uh, kids fighting, fighting for a cause. And uh, you know, it's got some retro throwbacks to like his, his heyday as well as, you know, old man whose powers like forest powers, like having to fight big corporations. So, uh, you know, I, I like the, the whole, the whole feel of it, the whole style. And uh, it looks fantastic. Marco Ferrari, uh, an artist to watch. That's awesome. awesome. Um, very cool. Um, so let's get to Batman and Robin, 1997. Uh, Finally. Dylan, do you want to take us through this one? Sure. I'll, I'll lightly lead it, I guess. L- lightly. Um, we need a, a tightly uh, led yeah. discussion on this. Well, the movie doesn't have much direction. So why does this discussion? <laughs> Bro, who directed this know? movie? Schumacher? Yeah. Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I was just like backstory. I was, I feel like prime age. I was like four or five when this came out. What, what's y'all's uh, history with, with? I was 12. 12? Okay. So, but you saw, and you liked it and saw it when you were 12 or no? Oh, dude, I loved this movie when I was 12. <laughs> awesome. That, I, I'm in the middle there, and I also greatly enjoyed this movie. It was a Batman movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. What was not the love, you know? And it had a Taco Bell promotion. <laughs> Taco Bell was in the movie. Uh, yeah, I found out that I liked cherry pop tarts because of this because they had Mr. Freeze pop tarts that were cherry flavored, and I was like, okay, I guess it's a good flavor. I didn't know that. Not just a uh, huh. cinnamon sugar, you know, the brown sugar cinnamon ones anymore. <laughs> Time to expand those horizons. Wow, mm-hmm. thank you, Batman and Robin. Okay, so we were all uh, safe to say like the age for this, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is definitely a kids targeted film. Had y'all watched it in a while since then? Or no? No. It had been maybe about eight years since I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, it had been a long time for me. As if well. I had I... to guess, I would say it was on tape the last time I watched it. Oh, dang. Okay. If I had to guess. It was purposely on tape the last time I watched it. I, okay, I understood. The VHS and, uh... <laughs> I mean, this, this movie does lend itself to that. Yeah. For some reason, I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. But like, I vividly remember it. I don't know. Stuff is just, you know, like when you well, watch so a movie big. your kid, it's just burned into your brain. It's right. like one of those for me. Like, I mean, all the colors, like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna stick with you. Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to burn it. Like, <laughs> like the the rainforest ball that that'll scare you. <laughs> so, the movie started, and I was already shocked. Um, I first, first of all, I watched it in 4K, which might have been a oh, mistake. Ooh. I did too. Um, I was like, huh, this looks different, and the the opening sequence looked awful um the the you know appropriately terrible 
uh, the, the the title. And then it yeah. just starts like immediately with them getting dressed with like butts. Uh, I, the one is pieces, with that. Nipples, nipples. You know, yeah. it was like, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I'm being like assaulted immediately. And in 4K, the nipples, there's like a clear, like defined areola and like I <laughs> nipple. I was like, I thought it was just a circle before, but it's like a, no, a it's nipple a whole, nipple. it's a whole nipple. It's a celebration of the human form. Yes. I mean, I'm not against it, but um, it was an interesting choice to begin with. Yeah. And then we get our frozen on ice number, basically, or Disney on ice. Uh, I don't know if I would call it like an action sequence, but. I mean, <sighs> it's, 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 it's the action sequence. Yeah. But what's so wild to me coming from modern sensibilities. So I, I, I don't want to bury the lead here. And I'll I don't don't think we talked about this last week because I don't think we knew last week that we were going to be reviewing this when we recorded. We did not know. <laughs> um, otherwise, I would have we would have prefaced. I didn't in in the past. I would have told you that I hated this movie. That's that's yeah. before, going that's into everyone. That's the thing to say. Yeah, of course. And I mean, and you know, I am nothing if not a follower. Um, so <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. But actually, though, I, I would have told you previously that I hated this movie and I never wanted to watch it again. But I relented when <gasps> Dylan's like, I can I can get Austin, the other staunch defender of this movie on. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'll watch I knew it. this was our best chance to get Austin on here. And I was like, let's do <laughs> Batman and Robin. Because Austin, like a little little history, Austin and I have talked about this many times, have our, our mutual love for this movie. Um, How does this come up? It's, it's my favorite yeah. Batman movie. I don't know how it came up. Yeah. This is it's, your favorite we do the, Batman we movie? Do, yes. We do the live show every week and, yeah. you know. Think you talk, right. talk about stuff. Yeah. It's my favorite live action Batman movie. My favorite Batman movie is Mask of the Phantasm. That, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but this one's the most unapologetically cartoon. It's, it's so shocking going from, I haven't seen it in 10 plus years. Easy. Okay. Um, borderline twenty, I would say. Okay. Um, coming from the modern sensibility, even the the two thousand superhero movies, this is so drastically different. And yeah, it, it's it's not good, but I I I loved that they just went right into it, like, and they're just like dropping, you know, no backstory. Mister Freeze is out. You know? You know, it's like, yeah, there open. was no, they're like, Nothing. you know, Batman, let's go. You yes, know? Batman, here he Cow- is. Cowabunga. <laughs> yes, let's it do was, this. <laughs> it was a cowabunga attitude. If In I case you it. weren't sure that this was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, they were like, <laughs> Alfred was like, I'll cancel the pizza order. Oh my God. And then, and then Robin says, Cowabunga. And it's like, oh, it's on. But I appreciate that. Throw us right in the deep end. You know, we know. We know what's oh, up. Yeah. It's not, it's hardly the deep end of the kiddie pool. Like, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not hard to catch on. You know, like, all right, I get it. The so subtlety is, this, uh, yeah. is that this is like the 90s version of the Adam West show, right? Like, this Agreed. isn't 100%. Like, just translating that, but for the 90s. And I, I super love it for that. I think, I think part of why I like this movie is that it, and I disagree with the people that, you know, hate it is like this movie achieved everything it set out to do. And I feel like just folks wanted other things from it that this movie never intended to do. Um, and, I, and I was talking with a friend and he's like, yeah, we had the animated series for like five years by this point. So people were, you know, expecting a little bit 
a, a little bit more you elevated. Know, on, uh, yes, <laughs> if a cartoon can do that, well, surely a live action movie can 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 lean to that more. Um, but I well, get that. Like, I mean, I if you're watching this reverse chronologically, right? Like, if you're a new superhero fan, right, and you're watching all these movies and you're going back to see where we started, this is going to be a big change for you if we started with dark knight you know uh-huh but it's weird that this happened and then two years later that the first x-men movie happened you know like right what what is superhero movies in that era oh yeah because this is the most unapologetically like camp so camp silly this is like i also put it in a really good way this is the 60s batman show but i feel like okay this has a very specific sheen at least to me a filter. Oh yeah. Um, I know y'all don't watch like Drag Race or or anything like that, but like, and I mean this in a like in a very sincere way. But this is like the gayest movie, one of the gayest movies I've ever seen. There's <laughs> like the statues, the the uh, everything about it, the drag numbers, everything seems like it's a choreographed like dance music video. The Cirque du Soleil troops everywhere. Yes. You get close-ups. There's like, you know, the Atlas dudes all throughout the city. Like everything is coded with it. And I know the director is gay. And I think that translated. Oh, At least okay. it's something I saw. Yeah. So um even George Clooney admitted. He was like, I played Batman gay. And I was like, that makes sense. So there's a there's a the letterboxed reviews for this are actually pretty interesting and insightful. Um, okay. Speaking of what you just said and what Austin said, this review is titled mbga make batman gay again uh and it's and it's a very long review talking about you know the things you talked about like the sheen the visuals the dance numbers or things that look like a music video etc etc and then um from the batman 66 canted angles to the otherworldly hues the new the new 4k disc is the prettiest film i've seen in a long blah 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 talking about colors you know you're not the only one that says that when poison ivy does that dance with when she's in the gorilla the gorilla the permed gorilla oh the, the pink go- permed gorilla and she she's dancing and she takes it off that is beat for beat what you would see on rupaul's drag race like the exact thing you know right absolutely i this- i mean when it starts and you get the close-up on the dudes it's it's very apparent and then when they do the first fight scene and they like click their heels and little ice skates come out like come on but but Dylan, they're fighting over a woman the whole time. Clearly, that yeah. yeah how could how could it be? Yeah, <laughs> that's impossible. So, okay, here, so here's another real quick re- um, let, uh, letterbox review that I that I relate to personally. Um, okay. Very short. Uh, the entirety of the review is this: What used to be the quote worst superhero movie ever is now a weird relic from the before superhero movie boom. Time has been oddly kind to it. We've now seen so many gritty and or grounded takes on these characters, so many serialized sequels and inter- interconnected universe that this feels special, even if it's not especially good. I mean, it is refreshing to see like a Batman movie with like the biggest colors, the most bold colors you're going to see from like mm-hmm. <laughs> black light skull gangs to. <laughs> oh, man. Like Batmobiles that have like fire inside of them. Like that are already coded for like ice battle but they're they're not like excess excess oh. everywhere it, it felt like this needed to and i don't remember if it did or not like have a traveling like stage show or like ice show oh it, it should at, have. like that is the feeling of the movie on ice yeah. like that's the whole movie like everything looks kind of like a set like too setty yes. even gotham doesn't look like a real city it doesn't look like new york it looks like 
I don't know. Like I don't understand. I don't understand Gotham in this either. Like, was it like there's one street? It's one street, and it's like three thousand feet above ground. With or the something. largest, the, the observatory is so tall, and it's just a big stat, just a colossus holding huge atlas atlas statues everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, they had to figure out a way to get more, you know, shirtless men in it. And that I was mean, the only enough. way. Well, that's but, a that's a carryover from the um. Oh geez, of course I'm blanking out. The Batman '89 man, I've, whose name I forgot yeah. already. Uh, um, uh, Michael the, Keaton. No, no, the the guy that <laughs> he does all those movies, all those hot topic movies. Your your Edward Scissors hands. Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I mean, that's a, kind of a carryover from like right from there. And there's only like what two two actors that have been in all those uh, '90s '80s Batman movies: uh, Alfred and Gordon, I think. Right, I think so. I, I couldn't tell you who played Alfred in all the movies. I... But this I think... one was just like more. I feel like mm-hmm. what if more? That's just oh, the, yeah. that's the 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 thesis for this. But I I agree. Like I I mean it's it's I want to preface it by saying it's it's not good. But I really had a good time with it. Like I was shocked at how stupidly fun i was i was having a good time i made popcorn i i enjoyed it yeah it's not i mean you don't see this for not for one moment will you get an emotional beat i feel like they i mean alfred's dying but it's like um, didn't hit me at clearly all clearly gonna be fine i was when like Mr. okay cool. cries a single tear and then it freezes on his face the cgi tear oh yes. boy you felt that austin did that hit you? Uh, i mean i did i mean look arnold rules in this movie uh he's so good just like chewing up the scenery like he looks like he's having such a fun time which is nice considering i think it was a pain for him to like get in that makeup all the time mm-hmm. like famously like it took him a long time and then also he wouldn't shave his head so he had to like wear a bald cap every time and that just made it oh. even more difficult um I don't know. Every every line he he spits rules. I mean, they're mostly they, puns. They're, they're I mean, mostly there's puns. so many quips in this movie. It's uh, this. I feel like the worst thing this movie has done though is like made me want to see Arnold as like Doctor Doom in a Fantastic oh Four movie that I'll never see. Oh my gosh, because that could work. He, he would have been perfect. Uh, you know, in like 1998 to, to yeah. do a Fantastic Four movie. Oh yeah, that that would never work out now. But man, I'd I'd be okay to see that. Well, speaking of, I mean, Arnold being so good in this, I feel like there's a clear, or there's like a spectrum of who who got it and who didn't of the actors in this movie. And like uh-huh. up at the top is Arnold and Uma Thurman, and then it's yes. like maybe Chris O'Donnell, and then at the at the other end of the spectrum is George Clooney. I feel like who had the driest, most nothing perform he king of giving us nothing he was you know? barely in this movie too He's like alfred you'll be okay i don't I know love, i love that you old said, man. i really enjoyed his performance i thought that did both, you both him and chris o'donnell both played like kind of a a one note you know like everyone was like one note and they kind of did it i thought decently they hit their chris one O'Don- note well yeah chris o'donnell being like the Tool. the boy that doesn't quite you know <laughs> get it like <laughs> can't can't think like uh-huh. beyond the next step uh despite what? you know being but almost at least 30. he was like perpetually freaking out about something you know no, no. having he was having a temper tantrum throughout and you know uh then 
maybe it's just my uh, appreciation for uh, for Clooney and me wanting him to be the best Bruce Wayne that uh, that has clouded okay. my eyes. But I-, I enjoyed the performance he gave, even if he didn't really give a lot there. Um, I I enjoy that he added to the chaos of this movie. I mean, it's a nice foil. I guess everyone can't be at a hundred, you know. Yeah, there's got to like, be the Alicia Silverstone doing... was not doing much in this movie either. I mean, like, she also didn't even she, need to be there. Yeah, she was doing a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is what is she doing? She's uh, single handedly beating Poison Ivy. She wasn't the dialogue with her. She, I think she might have the she had the least and worst dialogue because she kind of came in in the middle of the movie. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. hello, Barbara uh, Wilson or whatever her name is. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm back from the UK, uh, Uncle Alfred." Um, Even though I don't have like, an accent, I didn't understand that. And then she's like, "Oh, my parents died five years ago. He's been watching over me." Uh, I, I was very confused. It was very quick. Her her story went by. Yeah, you, you, just, then, you just let it happen. I think her yeah. like like Bane like maybe um, uh, Schumacher like I feel like he saw the characters like yeah yeah I get it I get it I know what their deal is you know I'll get them in the movie like as long as they're in you know the people that look like them are there it doesn't matter like <laughs> yeah uh, right because uh, to go back to your your talks about the the villains Dylan I, I want to give a shout out to Bane as well uh, <laughs> Bane is a hoot in this movie with all his different disguises and costumes with his Man. like repeating the same like everything one with Ermin says oh when he's planting the bombs at the end and he says bomb every time he plants a bomb bomb oh. Just, I love it when she's like enough monkey business and he's like monkey <laughs> I, I that's all it. he does uh, and I mean, Uma Thurman's her, her Mae West what is she doing her Betty Davis transatlantic now listen to me Batman and yeah, it goes like, in and out a bit like sometimes it's sort of the 11 sometimes it's kind of mid you know how dare you accuse Uma Thurman of being mid <laughs> no she's my favorite no. <laughs> in this movie she's what I think all actresses and actors and superhero movies should aspire to be um yeah, she was given got it yeah she under, she's the epitome of understanding the assignment um yep i don't know what else i could say about her the biggest atrocity is if you've seen her action figure from this movie um I don't and as a I child have. as a child there's no bigger injustice than what they did to uma thurman and the batman and robin poison ivy action figure uh, but I, I implore you to look it up. Um, oh no, <laughs> I'm looking at it. Who is wow. she? Who is she? Wow, that's unfortunate. That's really but, just that's just too bad. Austin, I'll send it to the chat so you can take a look at that. That's a. Uh... I had the Mister Freeze. I remember having Freeze. Every poison ivy comes complete with a bane or whatever she said. Right. Yes. Oh, we're selling toys. We're selling toys in the movie. Yeah, that's. Um, great. She had the best lines, I thought, other than Freeze. They both, I mean, she started the puns too. Um, yeah, she was really had the fire, or no pun oh. intended. Yeah, I don't know. She was just so horny. Yes, for Batman and Robin. <laughs> for a kid, hey, and they reciprocated as well. They, uh, <laughs> my god, <laughs> needs pruning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, this is a children's film. When she was talking about the anatomically correct Batman suits, it was like mm-hmm. I just felt like she understood, you know, Uma Thurman. She was like, "I got you." 
they said that in an article about this movie, they said Joel Schumacher was like on a big crane yelling, remember, this is a cartoon. Like that was his note to the actors. <laughs> and, and I think and, she was like, I bet I got you, you know? I, I, they hit the mark. Like again, any, I don't, I think this movie achieved everything it set out to do. And if it's what box office failure or, you know, its reception is people weren't, you know, willing to make the movie, I guess, where it was, but maybe it was a misassignment. I don't know. You hired the guy, he gave you what he wanted. It, it is, it's exactly the movie that I think it, it wants to be. And I, I appreciate that. Do you have any favorite quotes from this movie? Oh, man. I mean, obviously, what killed the dinosaurs, the ice, that's, that's so good. Um, Mr. Freeze has uh, a lot of good ones. The, the, the bit at the start where, <laughs> so Mr. Freeze's plot of like stealing diamonds to power his suit, to power his laser, and then his getaway from like the museum heist is a rocket ship on the back of his car. <laughs> but really, that's just a ploy to get Batman to go in his rocket so he can freeze him in there. And he's like, watch the numbers on the dial, Batman, for they're the harbingers of your doom. It's like, oh, just every, again. Freeze in just, hell, Batman. He's just saying all these like dope lines. And the you delivery know. is all over the place. It's either like huge over the top or he's just shooting and he's like, chill, chill. Why did he, why chill. did he have a blue light in his mouth at the end? Like, I, you know that they had to ADR his entire performance because apparently he wasn't able to project with the, the helmet well, and everything. I believe, I believe it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the, this is, these are the deliveries that were like very intentional and with multiple takes, you know, like, we got to nail this this line delivery. So, absolutely. His hideouts and ice cream like place, and like all his henchmen are like hockey goons. And when he made them sing, and they all have frozen dinners that are it's too cold, so they're all frozen. <laughs> he freezes a dude who's like that comes and interrupts him because he hates when people talk during the movie. He it's so good. I I love him. Um, ten out of ten, best villain. Wow. In, in any Batman movie ever i mean they can never redo mr freeze on film at this point like i feel sorry for whoever does ivy or freeze because it's just not it's like a little bit zoe kravitz with michelle pfeiffer like i'm sorry like y'all can try but it's not gonna happen you know right and uh i'd be remiss if i didn't point out that um this is one of the rare double governor it's one of the rare double governors um Jesse Ventura and Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger, both governors, are in this movie. <laughs> so I think this is the third of those: uh, I, I Predator, reckon, Running yeah. Man, and Batman and Robin. I recognized uh, the body by by his voice. It's like, oh, they got Jesse in this movie. I and that little forgot. little ponytail he has. That's right, brother. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, you love it. I love to see it. Jesse, the mind Ventura, at this point. Mm-hmm. Wow. What what a you know what? Go watch it. If you haven't seen this movie in a long time and, and you think it sucks, go watch it again. It does suck, but it's fun. It's uh it's not good, but it's not it's not nearly as bad as people tell you it is. Yeah. Go, go for a good time. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a good time. It's gotten a lot better, I think. You know, I think as as we embrace camp, you know, yes, society, I think that we've like turned a corner on that where we can like appreciate it. Um, and the, this was just this came out too soon. You know, I think today, if this was like some kind of 
streaming movie, people would eat it up. Oh man, absolutely. And where did you all watch it? Where was it streaming? I watched it on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. And I think there were only I was I was contemplating renting it because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it with ads, but there was like an ad at the start and then like two within like maybe the first 45 minutes and then nothing. So I was like, all right, cool. That's that's easy. I, I can do like five minutes of ads for a two hour movie. Yeah. I, I mean, and I've got a I got the Hulu sub, so I'm good. Um, I almost bought it. I kind of wish I had, actually. You should have. This is it's very know, rewatchable. I, I I think I'm gonna watch this again. It, it's not gonna be another twenty years. You know is what I'm saying. It's no. the perfect like. Oh, you haven't seen this with your friend, and you like force them to watch it. It's like you've never it's seen good, Batman and Robin. Come on, I'm, you will I will mean, not believe I, your eyes. I watched it yesterday, but let's go again. Now I'm curious to know like what the director commentary is like for Batman and Robin. Oh boy, does I wonder if he's done a new one? You know, like I know they're very apologetic in hindsight and i wish it wouldn't be because i appreciate it you know yeah none of it makes sense not one thing in this movie makes sense and that's okay you know stealing the diamonds to make the suit and freezing the world to strong arm them into giving him the money he needs to research for his his wife there's no bigger wife guy than convoluted way to do that he could sell the diamonds I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm looking at the 4K to see. There is a commentary by Joel Schumacher on the 4K. I don't know if it's new or not. Uh, so that'd be interesting because they do a lot of times carry over commentaries from release to release. I will say this. You could create a really good drinking game with this movie if you drink whenever there's a pun. Oh, my God. You'd be a- obliterated. Dylan arrested for <laughs> yeah, public drunkenness. <laughs> you'd kill someone, Dylan. I mean, you could limit it to Mr. Freeze if you want, but that would still be... I'm trying to think of what my favorite Mr. Freeze line is. I'm looking at him here, but... Doesn't he say ice to meet you? He does. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think at the start, he's like, the Iceman cometh. Like, <laughs> it, Yes. It, the Iceman cometh. What? What a mo- Allow what a... me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well, for it is the chilling sound of your doom. <laughs> he is literally a cartoon character. I mean, yeah, he is. Which I mean, Mr. Freeze is best known, I feel like, from the animated series. Like, because I was trying to talk to some other friends about this. Like, what's like a really good Mr. Freeze story in comics? And I don't really have one outside of the animated series stuff. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. And I think definitely um people in our age range uh definitely associate him with uh the animated series and this. Yeah, just don't. This movie's written by Akiva Goldsman. Yes, I saw that in the credits. I was like, oh no. It makes sense. Uh, So just don't expect the lines to make any sense, you know? Like, there were lots of parts where I was like, huh? Like, that didn't make sense, but whatever. Like, when Batgirl's like, she has her moment with Poison Ivy, her like girl power moment, I think it's what they were going for. And she's Uh like, trading on your looks. That passive aggressive move went out of style ages ago, or something like that. And I was like, passive aggressive, like, I feel like she's just being aggressive, aggressive, but okay, <laughs> you know, like, don't try and dissect any line in this movie. No, you know? there's there is no deeper meaning on anything, it's all yeah. up top, yeah. But Except everyone, for the innuendo. there's a lot of innuendo in this movie. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough, there, there's strong. no <laughs> metaphorical imagery at all. No, none of it. None of it comes from Poison Ivy. 
Nope. No. You get some from Batman and uh, Nightwing as well, too. When she's talking about how Robin would have better stamina than Batman. Oh, my God. Because he's young. I don't know what she's talking about. There's no not idea. a long car that drives through a cave at the start of this movie. No, there's not. <laughs> there's not. A, they're not talking about uh, Poison Ivy. Says so she has nice stems. And the Batman goes, nice buds, too. Nice buds. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, excuse how could me. It be, how could it be gay? Look at how they're talking. Yeah, right. That's how men That's not, talk, right? Yeah. I am a man talking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's locker room talk, Dylan. Yes, they understood the assignment. They did. Um, but I think, and this, unless anything, anyone has anything else major to say about this film, I think that about does it for us. My um, major thing is I want Uma Thurman to be in the Flashpoint movie. Oh, my bringing God. Bringing back all these people and Arnold. Oh, both damn. of them. Bring Arnold, them both Arnold, back. Arnold's not coming back. You, yes, can get, no. you, can, you can CGI the blue now. It's fine. Just bring it back. Uma... She was. She's in a movie recently that we did a trailer for. She's think, in a so. lot of things now. You yeah, know? she's back. She I'm could be Poison saying. Ivy. Then we or get the Gotham hot City Sirens with Michelle Pfeiffer and Uma Thurman. And, and Dylan, then you get the hot toy to redeem the, the six-inch action figure. Well, maybe they could actually have Coolio as Scarecrow. Like oh, yeah, the Coolio. To. Oh, my God, the Coolio cameo. Oh, and Vivica Fox? Yes. Why was she in this? Corey Haim was in this movie Wait, too. This what was her Vikings. character's name? She had a silly name. I think it was Miss Behaven or something. Stop. <laughs> yes, that was her name. <laughs> Miss Behaven. And oh. she was and she was attracted to Mr. Freeze. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. He's all, all in right. his man. Anyway, um, that's gonna do it for us this week. If you've learned nothing else, uh, learn that you should go watch this movie. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but that's gonna do it for us. Okay. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. Hey, this is Austin. I'll see you on Wednesday. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.